the way things played out last night in Game 7 for the Boston Celtics, I think changes are ahead, and I think changes should take place at the head coaching spot. Uh, I don't think that Joe Mazzula should return as head coach of the Boston Celtics. It's not because I'm saying that last night's performance was the sole reason, but I think that there were questions enough. Uh, the Boston media, is uh, they can be on you. We know that for sure. Uh, there seem to be some chemistry issues. There's a lot going on in Boston, and it's not all Joe Mazzulla's fault, but if you want to win a title, I think changes have to be made, and I think that they should probably be made with the head coach. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, sometimes things need more seasoning. You know, if you're making a delicious stir-fry and you got fresh ingredients, you got a little broccoli, you got some of those carrot sticks, maybe a little onion, a little pepper, you know, you throw uh, you throw some chicken in there with it, you pour it on the plate, you realize, oh, I forgot the sauce. I didn't put any salt or pepper mm. in. I didn't put any. I didn't put any seasoning in it. You might add it back to that frying pan or the wok that it came from and start doctoring it up a little bit. It's. I mean, look, everything's fine. The ingredients were there. It's edible, but is it right? No. Does it mean that it? You got to throw it all away and start over? No. It just means you need a little more seasoning. Look, Joe Mazzula may one day make an excellent basketball coach. Should he quit and go work for Avis Rent-A-Car? No. You know, should should he go, you know, be a barista somewhere? No. But he might need a little bit more seasoning. Maybe he needs to be on the bench a little bit longer. Maybe having the experience of being the head coach here for this season gives him some learning lessons. It's not... It's not to say he can't or he won't be a great coach at some point. He's just not right now. And unfortunately for him, it's kind of like giving a, a kid who's on his learner's permit the, the keys to a Ferrari, you yeah. know? It's like uh, you remember when Justin Bieber got, got dinged out in the Hollywood Hills for speeding his, uh, you know, his Aston Martin. Or yeah, his I was fr- riding shotgun, of course I remember. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll never forget that day. He was like 16, 17 years old, and everybody's like, I mean, how could he? I know how, because he's 17 years old. Because that's what happens when you give a guy who's literally had a license for a day and a half uh, the keys to one of the fastest vehicles on the planet. Like, that's what happened here. This felt a little bit like you didn't have the answers. You didn't understand how the thing handles around the corners a little bit. And this is a really good Boston team. And so I'm not saying he can't or he won't be a good coach in the in the future, but I just don't know if he's the right coach right now for Boston. I think it's I think it's really well said by you, and we're going to play some audio. About 90 seconds, this is – Raw audio from Joe Mazzula's press conference, post-game press conference last night after the 19-point loss to the Miami Heat in a game where we felt Boston had all the momentum. And I want to say before we play these cuts, this press conference isn't the reason why I think that Joe Mazzula should be fired um, or a change should be made. Fire just seems so harsh, but a change probably needs to be made. The reason I'm saying this because we've heard other coaches. It's not like Greg Popovich is greatly forthcoming with the media in answering questions. Um, I think that, you know, we're, we're blessed with Steve Kerr, the way that, that he gives answers at times. But it's a game seven that you just lost um, where your players didn't play particularly well. And I think that there's some responsibility that comes from the coach. And there's also a responsibility, especially in that city, 
you you played up there. You know what the Boston media is all about. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about you talk about you know places, you know New York is obviously where where the media and talk radio can get to you. Philadelphia, absolutely, one hundred percent. Chicago, no doubt. D.C., yes. Boston, maybe at the front of the line. Like you've, you know, the radio, TV, print, all of that, everything. Uh, you have to. You have to manage that world in and of itself that is different than a lot of other places. So this is Joe Missoula, post-game press conference last night. And I just want you just does this sound like the 34-year-old head coach? Or does this sound like a 34-year-old player who just got eliminated from the NBA playoffs? Here was Joe Missoula last night. I mean the whole season kind of trying to like play off of getting stops, just kind of create open threes. How did this kind of represent a lot of the struggles you guys had all season? Um, yeah, we, I thought, you know, the first quarter and a half or so, we continued to fight defensively, even though our shots weren't falling. And then, uh, you know, we just couldn't, couldn't score. What did you do to try to create some kind of easier looks, more rhythm looks that fit some of the personnel you have to try to like, at least get them something to fall? Uh, just our switch attack, um, try to move against the zone. not dead air it's just silence there's more trust me sure what was the difference between <laughs> tonight and the last three games where you seem to be playing with confidence the defense was good there was energy there tonight it just seemed like after the first six minutes something changed um we shot 21 percent from three defense was still there is this team too reliant on the three-point shot does that have to change uh no Joe, how did the game plan have to adjust to navigate perhaps any limitations Jason had? Uh, nothing. I mean, I thought we just he just tried to play through it as best as he could. And how do you, obviously, just with it ending right now, look back on this season? How do you By assess the, way, the season this team life had? Life uh, it's one of the best no locker rooms I've been a part of. Uh, the guys cared. Um, they gave it everything they had. It's the most important thing um, to take from this. Um, obviously, we didn't achieve our goal. We didn't win, uh, which was our goal. So. Uh, we failed in that regard, um, but it's not because the guys didn't have a sense of togetherness, character, um, you know, and just who they are as people. Listen, the, the the Boston media again, Rich, you played there. They they know what BS is. They know it a hundred percent. I felt that there were opportunities that the media was almost like throwing softballs up to them to just be like, hey, you know, what what's going on? And then when he wouldn't take it, maybe you get a little tougher and you ask about the matchups. And he was just Heisman stiff-arming these questions, which, by the way, then reflects on your players. They were the ones that shot 9 for 42 from three-point range last night. And it all falls on the players. Like, there's at some point when you're a head coach and your team just failed massively, when your star player turned his ankle 10 seconds into the ball game, maybe it was 15 seconds, point of being it's the first possession, and there's, there's no accountability on his point and it's just as simple as making shots or not making shots. You lost by nineteen. It, it just it, it was it was it showed so much. He sounded like a player that shot nine for forty two from the floor, not a coach who just coached a team that went nine for forty two from three point range. Petulant and defensive are the two adjectives that I'll use to describe that, and it all has to do with tone. I don't necessarily even mind that he wasn't all that expansive 
It's just the way he was answering the questions, the way he sounded when he was answering the questions. Now, petulant, for anybody who doesn't understand what I mean, it means very sulky, kind of almost like childish. Like when, when, when you're, you know, correcting behavior of a young child, a lot of times they'll be like, well, he started it. You know, it's kind of a little bit like, all right, come on, let's get over that part. I'm just trying to teach you a lesson here. You know, there was a little bit of that, why do I have to be here? Mm -hmm. I'm Joe. You know, it's just like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, that's the job, buddy. Like, that's the job. I understand it stinks. You know, I mean, do you think a, a ship captain really wants to go down with the ship? I, no, the answer is no. He'd rather be on the lifeboats. He he would he would rather be on the lifeboats. He would rather live to see another day than going down with the ship. But that's the job. Like sometimes you have to set the tone for the rest of the crew. Sometimes you got to be the guy who's able to stand and take the slings and arrows and respond with some level level of you know decorum and tone and maturity. And this way, your organization comes off better. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, it's not fun, but being a head coach is as much a political position as it is a coaching position. Yeah, the job is to develop young players. And yeah, the job is to um, decide, make decisions on personnel when there's injuries. And yeah, there are timeouts where you're going to have to get on, you know, the whiteboard and draw up a play on the inbound. Yeah, all of that's included, but also... Being the politician who can put the tie back on after the win or the loss and go out there and answer questions with the same leadership tone. And that's what was missing there. The guy that uh, led your locker room uh, in New England, Bill Belichick. We, we, we know that at times Bill is not uh, fruitful with words, but you get the point. And at, at, you know, at no point would he just say, guys got to make tackles. You know, just got to – there would be some responsibility uh, of what he did. Better job coaching. And I don't want to harp on Joe Missoula because I don't want to harp on players who speak the truth in in their comments because I don't want coach speak. I don't want cliches. I want to hear the truth. But that truth there tells you a lot. There are times when Bill Belichick can go on for two and a half, three minutes if he wants to. And there were a couple expansive answers there by Joe Missoula. But when the going got tough – it seemed like he passed the buck. And 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 I'm not saying that he, he's Bill Belichick. He doesn't have the resume to be Bill Belichick. But when you see how how that coach handles those situations, a, a lot different than what we had uh, last night. Um, maybe they shouldn't have shot 42 threes last night, um, especially when the Heat at times when Bam Adebayo was struggling and even went out of the game, you probably had the opportunity to score down low and you didn't. It just was a... It was to me. It was just a bad, bad look. And if there was any doubt that a change needed to be made, maybe in, in that spot of adversity, we really would have seen a, a reason on why he should stay as as head coach. A head coach life in the NBA is uh, very, very short, and there's very small margin for error. And I think that there's enough error in Boston to realize that they probably have to go a different route. Yeah. Look, I again, this isn't. I, I like you, Dan. I I hate the feeling of sitting here as a Tuesday morning quarterback and being like, well, they should have done this and they should have done that and Joe Missoula this and Joe Missoula that, you know, fire him, find somebody who can do it. That's that's not what this is. I don't think anybody would be 
comfortable with the idea of saying today, well, maybe outside of some really hardcore Boston fans, like this is a guy who needs to lose his job today. But it has to be better. And and that's kind of my criteria, criteria with any player or coach is as long as they improve – I mean, I'm not going to complain all that loudly. So if if Boston does see value in Joe Missoula staying on as the head coach, my expectation as a front office personnel guy or somebody in a leadership role or decision-making role when it comes to his job and his employment is going to be like, hey, you know, we, we need to see we need to see changes with you. We need to see changes with how this team is handled. We need to see better in-game choices when it comes to injuries. Like, we need to see improvement. And so maybe he gets himself another year. I don't know if he will or he won't, but maybe he does. And as long as it improves, well, I mean, whatever. I, I mean, water under the bridge because that's a part of life. It's all a learning process. But if you're going to say to me, like, grade what we just heard, I mean, he didn't fail the test necessarily, but if it's passing, it's barely.